Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Wake up, you slow. Look around and you'll see. 
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח. מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפיריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. כך אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד
חמודים אתם. אז ילדים, בואו נעשה שמח! מי ש, מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים בשמחה.
This is Tel Aviv. In the dead of night, through the dark side streets, speeds a man with a mission, Israeli secret agent James Bonstein, known to those in the Bureau only as Agent 00995, <laughs> which signifies that Bonstein has a license to kill wholesale. <laughs> Bonstein is fighting time as his foot urges speed out of his slick, powerful hopmobile. He whips around a corner and screeches to a sharp stop right in front of the Israeli Secret Service headquarters, the secret organization known throughout the world only by the initials 
O-Y-V-A-Y, oy vey. The location of the Secret Service headquarters is known only to a few men. In the back of this building, the international communication system. And as a clever front, the only entrance to the Secret Service headquarters, a candy store. <laughs> Bonstein enters. To the shrewd and calculating agent behind the counter, he gives the password. Give me an egg cream, please. There is no answer. I said, give me an egg cream, please. The agent looks at Bonstein with cold hatred as he speaks. Four o'clock in the morning, I should make you an egg cream. No! It's the password, you dumbbell. I'm a dumbbell, huh? Give me an egg cream, please, was last week's password. We had to change it this week. Change it? Why? We ran out of chocolate. Anyway, this week we got a nicer one. What is it? Two cents plain is ten cents now. Okay. Okay. So open the secret door for me. I'm making him an egg cream, and now he wants me to open the secret door for him. Open it yourself. Just pass there where it says secret button. Bonstein moves quickly to the secret button. He presses it. A panel of Milky Ways slides to the left. Bonstein enters the office of his superior, the commander-in-chief of the Israeli Secret Service, known as Gimel. He speaks. Ah, Bonstein! I've got the report you wanted. Wait, wait, before you report, let me call in my chief. Mama! <laughs> Bonstein's here! Are you, Bonstein? I've come to give my report. Report, schmapok, look how you look. <laughs> You look terrible. I see already you come down with a coat, and I better make you something. How will it look for the organization if people see you and say, Look at him. He is the spy who came in with a coat. <laughs> I'll make a little chicken soup. I'll be right back. Bonstein, there's an emergency in New York. Our entire organization is being threatened by the new secret underground group of killers. You mean? That's right. Schlep. <laughs> and your job, Bonstein, is to wipe out those schleppers. When do I leave, Gimmel? There's a plane in one hour, and I want you back here in 21 days. Why? It's a tourist excursion flight. <laughs> now, when you arrive in New York, go immediately to 322 Avenue B. Contact secret agent Moskowitz. Tell him the password. Give me an egg cream, please. I thought you changed it. In New York, they got plenty of chocolate. Now, when you contact Secret Agent Moskowitz, he will give you the remainder of your assignment. Good luck. Bonstein's plane leaves Tel Aviv on time, two hours late. He arrives at the air terminal in New York. Getting specific directions from passersby takes him only three days to get to Avenue B. He enters the building. 
Now to find my contact, Moskowitz. J-K-L-M. Here it is. Moskowitz. A. Moskowitz. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Look. J. Moskowitz. Oh, I'm in trouble. Two Moskowitzes. One of them is my spy contact, and the other, who knows? Oh, what shall I do? There's not enough time to call Gimmel. I can't wait until tomorrow, and his mother won't let him accept calls on Saturday. <laughs> I'll have to take a chance. I'll take this one. I'll just press his bell and see what happens. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Are you Moskowitz? I am Moskowitz. Give me an egg cream, please. Oh, you on Moskowitz the spy, second floor in the back. <laughs> Ah, yes, yes, yes. Some of my favorite Purim humor during this month of Adar. (laughs) There's so many lines in there that are hilarious. Monday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Whole Jewish world in a good mood because of the Yeshiva University championship victory yesterday. (laughs) Would that be an overstatement? Whole Jewish world in a good mood. I know everybody around here is in a good mood. Just an incredible game. An amazing effort, a fantastic season, and congratulations to Coach uh, Elliot Simons and the entire team. We hope to speak to Elliot later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, one of the greatest things about these types of uh, events is all the people in our community who are talking about it, who know nothing about basketball, who know nothing about Yeshiva University, but are taking great pride hearing the news that uh, a team that represents the Jewish people on the basketball court and in so many ways, uh, not just the way they play basketball, but the way they conduct themselves, uh, that they went ahead and uh, marched on to victory yesterday. And we were there. It was amazing and incredible. And we hope to speak to uh, Coach Steinmetz later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Can imagine the high that he's on. It is the first time in the history of Yeshiva Universe- <coughs> University and they have been invited to the uh, March Madness, Division Three. March Madness. And um, and that begins, I believe, Friday. I'll ask Elliot for some of those details because now, with Shabbos and Purim, it becomes an even more interesting story, this whole thing. Will Yoni Pollock... And Seth Gordon be discussing the Yeshiva University victory on our sports program called After Further Review at 10 a.m. this morning. I certainly hope so, but you got to tune in to find out. Um, but I certainly hope so. There's so much. They're both YU alums, so. And they were both at the game yesterday. So there's plenty to talk about, and hopefully they will. JM in the AM, good morning. It's the week of Purim. You know what that means? An exciting week. Micha Gammerman had the Purim medley. You heard the uh, Navor selection from Simcha Liner, Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masach Hashem, Regesh, Modani, of course, opening things up. It's Purim week. Hello to listener Maishi, who already has commented on our app this morning. Thrilled to be tuned in on this Purim week to JM in the AM. It's Monday on this February the 26th, the 11th of Adar. The fast day is Wednesday. Thursday is Purim. 44 degrees, morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high temperature of 55. Tonight, clear skies, a low of 38 degrees. And tomorrow, sunshine with a high temperature, 55. Right now, 58 in Yerushalayim. We're at 44 here. 
in New York City. As we say good morning at uh, JM in the AM. And um, a lot of sports today because I believe our conversation with our friends from OHEL this morning is about the OHEL OXC, the OHEL Extreme Challenge. So between that and Yeshiva University basketball, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of sports to discuss, and I cannot wait. All right, welcome to a Monday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Shal Shellis at JM in the AM.
sailed across the ocean blue he made his famous voyage with the Spanish-speaking crew the shores of Puerto Rico 
were all that Chris could reach. But if his crew was Jewish, he'd have reached Miami Beach. Things might have been different. Things might have been different. The pilgrims came to Plymouth Rock, and when their crops decreased, a friendly band of Indians took the pilgrims to a feast. If those were Jewish Indians, Thanksgiving we would eat. Potato lockers, matzo balls, and strictly kosher meat. We all remember still. He bought Manhattan Island for a $20 bill. If Peter had been Jewish for not one extra sou, he would have got Manhattan and the Bronx and Brooklyn too. At Valley Forge, the Continental Army nearly froze. They spent that awful winter with no food and frozen toes. If Washington was Jewish instead of Valley Forge, the army would have checked in up at Grossinger's with George. I wonder if the tale of Ponce de Leon is the truth. They say that he was searching for a fountain full of youth. If Leon had been Jewish, an ancestor of mine, he would have found a fountain full of Manischewitz wine. J.M. in the A.M. Oh, yes. Things might have been different is right. J.M. in the A.M., one of our Purim uh, Adar selections from those great comedy uh, albums of yesteryear here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, Avremel had Itcha Ani, Nigun Simcha, done by the Weinrib Brothers, Yair Wasserman's La Yehudim, Chaim David Burson with Simcha's Olam, Ari Boyanju had La Yehudim, Shall Show Us with We're Coming Home. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard. On listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, in the web, at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the champion Yeshiva University Maccabees. He'll be joining us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Boy, are we looking forward to that. Mayor Weingarten has the next edition of the Israel Show coming up at 9. The breaking news rocking Israel is a bombshell in the investigation of Prime Minister Netanyahu. Will the Prime Minister survive all the latest accusations? Tune in for an update. Uh, also, a little-known modern-day story of heroism by a person named Mordechai and the weekly Israeli music mix debuts. Brand-new releases of Yishai Rebo, Idan Reichel, and Rami Kleinstein. Tune in right after JM the AM to the Israel Show. Plus, don't forget, um, Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon with After Further Review. I bet you they'll include an analysis of yesterday's Yeshiva University Championship that happens at 10 a.m. Eastern Time this morning right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Galaital in the background. Galaital, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnia.
גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל כרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. מנכ"לית בזק סטלה הנדלר ואיריס אלוביץ', אשתו של בעל השליטה בחברה, שוחררו למעצר בית. כתבתנו שירה נאות. לאחר שהתפרסמו שיחותיה של השופטת פוזננסקי כץ ועורך הדין מטעם הרשות לניירות הערך, הוחלט הצוות שכעת מנהל דיונים מחודשים בבית משפט השלום בתל אביב. כרגע מתנהל דיון בעניינו של בעל השליטה בבזק, שאול אלוביץ', ובהמשך יתקיים דיון בעניינם של יועצי התקשורת, השר נפתלי בנט מתייחס לסערת תיאום הארכות המעצר בתיק ואומר לא שוללים חירותו של אדם במסרון מבדח אבל אסור שאמון הציבור במערכת המשפט ייפגע. כפי שהמערכת הפוליטית איננה מושחתת גם אם יש בה כיסי שחיתות כך מערכת המשפט בישראל איננה רקובה גם אם יש בה כיסי ריקבון. ראש לשכת עורכי הדין אפי נווה אמר בגלי צה"ל, זה מקרה חמור, הלקחים יופקו. הוא שוחח עם גלית אלשטיין. אי אפשר להגן על המעשה שלה, ואי אפשר להצדיק אותו, ואי אפשר להגן על המעשה שלו. אני מניח שגם פה יופקו לקחים. ש... אף אחד לא מתכוון לטאטא את זה, אבל לא צריך להשליך לאסלה את התינוק יחד עם המים. מתקפות נגד מערך הכשרות החדש של צוהר שיציע כשרות זולה משל הרבנות ויכלול משגיחות כשרות. כתבנו ערד עצמון שמייר. חבר הכנסת מיכאל מלכיאלי מש"ס מסר בתגובה כי ציבור שומרי התורה ימשיך לשמור על הרבנות הראשית ולא ילך שולל אחרי קבוצת אנשים אוהבי פרסום וכוח. מארגון חותם נמסר בתגובה שמדובר בניסיון לא חוקי של ארגון צוהר להחריב את הרבנות הראשית. מהרבנות הראשית טרם נמסרה תגובה. אישה בת 80 נפצעה קשה לאחר שנפלה בחדר מדרגות בבני ברק. כתבתנו פי גוטמן מעדכנת שהיא פונתה על ידי צוותי מד"א לבית החולים איכילוב כשהיא סובלת מחבלת ראש ומחוסרת הכרה. שירלי ליפניק, שנפצעה קשה בתאונת הדרכים הקטלנית בשומרון לפני כחודש, שוחררה הבוקר מבית החולים. כתבנו ניר שוויד. בתאונת הדרכים בכביש 557 שבשומרון לפני כחודש, איבדו שירלי ובעלה אוהד שניים מילדיהם, את אורי בת ה-12 ורועי בן ה-8. אוהד בעלה נפצע באורח בינוני ושירלי עצמה נפצעה קשה. הבוקר הודיע המרכז הרפואי מאיר ששירלי השתחררה ותמשיך לשיקום פציעותיה. מזג האוויר, הגשמים יתמעטו בשעות הקרובות, אך הלילה ומחר צפוי להיות גשום. אלה החדשות שעורך אריאל זיגלר.
נכבד, מוכנים? רוצה להקדיש את השיר. To the best soldiers in the world. חיילי צה"ל.
so much. The best. Next case, Mrs. Esther Feldman. Coming, Your Highness. <laughs> what can this court do for you, Mrs. Feldman? I'll tell you what this court can do for me. Could give me a divorce for my Jaime. <laughs> a divorce? How old are you, Mrs. Feldman? I should live and be well, uh, but ten days after next Hanukkah, I'll be 84. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Feldman. Tell me, how long have you been married? Fifty-eight years. Fifty-eight years and you want a divorce? Why? Why? Enough is enough. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Monday, our Adar comedy segments. Before that, some amazing music, including Yaakov Shweki with the Mishaberach selection. Derech Achim had Od Yishama. Toda was from Benny Friedman. Avrami Flam with the greatest Purim hits, Vinahapochu. Yaakov Shweki's Chaim Shol Shalom, and of course, Misha Asa, that was Sandy Shmueli. Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, plenty more coming up. Keep it right here as we head back to school and back to work. JM and the AM, Rabbi David Goldwasser is with us. His words, Zechonishmas, are Rav Zeb and Rav Yosef Alevi, and... Oh, one second before we get to that. There we go. Rav Zeb and Rav Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas, Esther Basar, Rav Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Talmud, when the month of Adar enters, we increase our joy. Immediately, a question arises. It should say, When the month of Adar arrives, a person should rejoice. The Talmud, however, tells us that The Shechina does not dwell amid sadness. This instructs us that we have to be besimcha, happy, the entire year. In addition, during the month of Adar, we increase that simcha even more. According to the Otsar Margolius, we have to be even happier than all year around. The Rambam discusses the meaning of simcha 
at the end of Hilchas Yom Tov, the laws dealing with holidays. From the words of the Rambam, it's clear that a person should strive for the simcha of doing a mitzvah and the love of Hashem who commanded us to do the mitzvahs. The Rambam terms this an avoid gedola, a huge undertaking. The connection between ava and simcha, love and joy, is that it brings together two separate entities. When a Jew experiences true simcha, he is also aware of his closeness to Hashem. When talking about Simcha, those books dealing with Machshava mention two terms, Ava and Nedivus. The Sfasemis elucidates on this point and says that the Simcha, the happiness of the month of Adar, is inherent in the declaration that was made concerning Shkalim, the needs for the Korbanos, the sacrifices of the Beis HaMikdosh. The fact that there was a special hisorus, special inspiration regarding the Shkalim, specifically at this time, serves as a gateway to the Simch of the month. As it says in the Megillah, And the month which had been turned around for them from sorrow to gladness. The Yalkut Avram cites, that we are accustomed to hang a sign on the wall during this month, Mishanichna Sadar, Marbin Besimcha. In this connection, the Minchas Alazar cites the Talmud, Kishem Shemishanichnas Av, Mamaitin Besimcha, just like when the month of Av comes in, so we decrease our joy, Mishanichnas Adar, Marbin Besimcha. When the month of Adar comes, we increase our joy. The Minchas Alosa tells us that the truth is, it's important for us always to be happy. So why does it say, that there's a time to decrease our joy? The answer is that when Adar comes, we increase the essence of holiness in the world, when Av comes, we decrease the essence of impurity and unholiness with Simcha. Here we are given guidelines for what happiness is supposed to accomplish. It is only that we should understand it's not an end in itself, but rather it's a conduit through which one is enabled to attain a higher level in this world. To be sure, Simchas Purim has the same purpose and goal, to elevate our neshamos. May we all experience that great elevation on Purim and throughout the year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Hashem b'simcha Oh, 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 b'simcha So
A month of Simcha. Mishinichnas Adar Marbim Bisimcha. Monday morning broadcast heading back to school and back to work during this Purim week. That's right. Tanis Esther is Wednesday. Thursday is Purim. A short but amazing week for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. In fact, on Purim itself, don't forget, we'll have amazing Purim music all through the day. Right after Mayor Weingarten concludes JM and AM all the way until uh, nighttime. No better way to celebrate Purim <clears throat> and to entertain those who uh, you are with with your Purim Suda than by having us on all through the day this coming Thursday. Well, uh, Alan Sector and uh, Rabbi Avi Weber and I have a very, very interesting task this morning. Um, we have thousands of people listening to us right now, I'm proud to say, and we have to convince a number of those thousands of people to support, but even more importantly, to participate in the next OHEL OXC. On the 27th of May, it's the OHEL Extreme Challenge Classic, the fourth time already, believe it or not. And we do want people to support it, believe you me. We'll be encouraging you to support it for the next couple of months. But we also want people to participate. And that might be a little bit more difficult for this audience. We'll find out in a moment. Uh, Alan Sector, of course, is OHEL's Chief Development Officer, I welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's really nice to be here, especially this week with Purim around the corner. Thank you, Nachman. I appreciate that. A lot of people smiling, unlike when they complete the OLOXC, when they're usually in agony. <laughs> I don't know about that. We have a great barbecue to celebrate oh, that's the finish true. line. You're right. I, I can't minimize that. You know how to do a barbecue. And Rabbi Avi Weber, who's the OXC Community Coordinator, is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Avi, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Pleasure to uh, to be here. Always uh, always exciting to talk to you again, and uh, you know, really looking forward to this new campaign season. Do you think we can convince uh, a percentage of the thousands of people listening right now that they should participate in the OLOXC? Well, we managed to do it for over for around five hundred and fifty people last year. So wow. I think that we could uh, up that just a little bit this year. It, it is it's always fascinating to me that there are five hundred people plus who are willing to do this. And as you just indicated this year, there might be uh, more. The OXC Classic is uh, happening uh, Sunday, May 27th, Memorial Day weekend, up at the beautiful Camp Cayley in Wurtsboro, New York. Who's going to tell us what an OXC Classic is, you or Rabbi Weber? Um, I'll start. You'll start. Go right ahead. So the OXC was conceived uh, four years ago by uh, a group of chair people, Ben Englander, uh, Morty Schwartz, Arya Jacobson, 
Rachel Rosenberg and Yehuda Koenig, our, uh, our chair people. Yeah. Uh, a lay-driven event. Uh, someone had the idea in a sukkah uh, at one of our five towns residences to build a five-mile obstacle course up at Camp Cayley and that people would run, crawl, climb through the mud to raise money for OHEL's children's and families. And over the last three years, it's become a wildly successful fundraiser, a very fun day, and a celebration of the OHEL mission. You know, there actually was a member of the Siegel family there last year, Yonina Siegel, our mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. actually participated and had a blast. You know, we make fun all the time, at least I do, about how crazy it is and how difficult it is. She had the best time ever. I think you were in Israel last year. Correct. And that Correct. was your excuse. Right. And this year, we're oh, looking, we're looking forward to seeing you go over the wall. Rabbi Weber knows me well. He knows I'll come up with a good excuse before uh-huh. this thing. Trust me. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? Rabbi Weber, what words do you want to add to what Alan just said regarding the mud and the climbing and the crawling and everything else that you're expecting? to do on May the 27th? So I'll, I'll echo what, what, what Alan said. Um, I personally did, you know, ran through the OXC uh, two years ago. This right. past year, um, actually, my, my wife gave birth the day before. I it was a little that. bit tricky. I remember that, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, I have never met a, a student or adult that has gone through the OXC that didn't have a blast, um, that didn't say that they were coming back the next year. Um, that wasn't totally, totally, you know, pumped and excited about what they just accomplished, about the work they put in before. Um, it's so unique uh, and so special that I, I, I really never met anybody that hasn't enjoyed. So I, I, I have no doubt that, uh, that if you show up there, you'll be talking about it for a long time. And by the way, I noticed that you're actually making this into an entire weekend Shabbaton. Is that going to happen in camp, the Shabbaton? So this is a major, major addition um, this year um, that we are turning the OXC Classic into a a OL leadership Shabbaton for high school students um, in Camp Cayley, um, you know, for the Shabbos before the OXC leading into OXC Sunday. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, so the course, yeah. the course will already be set up before Shabbos, right? Oh, no, they sometimes do it Sunday morning, right? How did I do that? No, the, we course, have a, uh, the, uh, course, the course is actually currently being worked on. Already? It'll be, uh, it'll be already set up, you know, beforehand. In and, February? Uh, yeah, we expect to have wow. around 200 high school students there for Shabbat. Very nice. We work with a company called ABF Mudrun, and I they're a professional that. obstacle course uh, construction company. They've been with us since inception, and they're up there for several weekends before OXC. We've been working with them to design the course. We have a couple exciting new obstacles this year. Last year, we introduced a 150-foot slip and slide, which was a real highlight and a great photo opportunity. Uh, this year, we are uh, we're building a ninja warp wall. It's a, a 12-foot wall. That it's a, it's a curved wall, kind of like a skateboarding half pipe, I guess a quarter pipe. And you have to you have to climb up the curvy part of the wall, get to the top, and then go over, climb down a ladder on the other side before going to the final obstacle, which has you uh, climbing up a rope ladder and jumping into a dumpster full of mud. So that is one of our new obstacles this year. We have another new obstacle. It's uh, a low-tire mud spin. Uh, you crawl through the mud underneath a bunch of tires and uh, have to come out the other side, then uh, continue on to the next part of the course. I didn't think you could add to the uh, to the obstacles you already had and spend make it even lo- more exciting. I spent a lot of time thinking about new obstacles to keep it fresh and exciting, uh, modifying the course to make sure that we're maximizing for safety for participant uh, enjoyment, and also for newness and excitement. We should point out, by the way, you are still keeping the showers right at the end of the course, right? Lots, they of, will, ho- lots of hot water for everybody. They'll, they'll be available right when that yeah. thing is over, lots correct? Lots of hot water for everybody. I mean, uh, the whole uh, thing. Uh, optional, optional. 
I, I don't know, Rabbi Weber. Maybe you're not. You're, maybe you're not. You're not as surprised as I am. And I say this every single year, and it probably drives you nuts that I keep emphasizing this. It is astounding to me that hundreds and hundreds of people. And this year is going to be a record breaker for you. Seven hundred and fifty people is our goal. I think it's important to also mention that we have two courses. We have a five mile high endurance course, which is for people like you, Nachum, who really want to max out on the opportunity. <laughs> want to, to run around your, the obstacles, yeah. physical prowess, and the ability to accomplish great things. We also have a, a one and a half mile modified family course, which really is a course that is uh, for people of all abilities. My wife. And three of our kids did it last year, including my six-year-old. We've had participants that are in their 60s. The one-and-a-half-mile course is really very family-friendly. We had 70 participants with disabilities. OHEL individuals do that course last year. Uh, so it really is a day that can accommodate people of all abilities and models the OHEL inclusion mission. Rabbi Weber, is there a site already where people can sponsor? Does that happen another time? What, what's the story with that? Absolutely. Our site, Baruch Hashem, went live this past week. We are www.ohelofc.org. Um, everything, all info, all videos, all highlights, pictures from last year is, are uh, up and running. Um, registration for the Shabbaton is up there. Um, everything you need is, is up on the on the new and improved website. And the and each participant gets its own gets their own page. Is that how it works? Like we've seen with other types of races and uh, and sponsored events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's there are team pages and then there's individual pages where oh, each individual pages, can send right. out their list. Then you know people could donate to their you know to their own page you know directly. The team thing must be a very big concept for this. The team thing is a big concept. This year we're looking forward to adding the Nachum Siegel Network team to the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we had uh, dozens of teams last year. We you know 540 participents. Uh, wow. We had 2,950 donations. Wow. Uh, and I believe there were several dozen teams. Um, so the uh, the fundraising requirements are different for people of different ages. Right. The adult uh, fundraising requirement is uh, is a thousand. Uh, high school kids is 500. Uh, a higher bar if you want to participate in the Shabbaton. Uh, with different incentives for raising more and more money. And, and as for, we've pointed out, these are not unreasonable in the world of sponsored these are, events these at are all. not unreasonable in the world of sponsored events at all. And for kids, uh, it's uh, $250. Oh, so boy. it's it's, it's oh. doable. We have a, a menu of sponsorship opportunities available on the website, uh, ranging from sponsoring individual obstacles to sponsoring the entire, entire course to sponsoring some of the most amazing swag that OHEL is well known for. Yeah, including uh, what you we'll, brought me today, which, which we'll is so cool. We'll get to in a second, which, uh, <laughs> which is, will be on display in, uh, in, 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 in its finest form. All right. Uh, Alan Sector's here, Director of Development over at uh, – oh, Chief Development Officer, excuse me. Chief Development Officer at OHEL. We're by Avi Weber's on our phone line, the OXC Community Coordinator. Uh, so obviously um, the high schoolers that you're targeting for this Shabbaton are already enthusiastic about it if you know that hundreds are going to be attending Rabbi Weber. Yes, we had a, a huge turnout from my, of high school students last year. Oh, I didn't um, we had that over, over 175 students wow. from over 15 schools, um, Brooklyn, Five Towns, Queens, Manhattan, Phoenix. Um, and it was really, really incredible. Um, this year, you know, we, we plan to up that um, through the Shabbaton. Um, I know that the Shabbaton is something that, you know, kids are extremely excited about, especially in Camp Cayley. Um, and the high school contingency has been a major, major part of the OXC success. Um, yeah, that's true. You really started them young. You know exactly who to target. That's who wants to, that's the, that's the category of uh, people in our community who most want to participate in these types of events. Information, by the way, about the Shabbaton, you can register ohelloxc.org, ohelloxc.org. On the day of the race and the day of the run, uh, which is the 27th of May, transportation will be provided from what areas? You name it. Oh, uh, really? They have buses from like everywhere? 
A lot of communities. Avi, Rabbi, go ahead. Yeah, we have uh, we have we have multiple buses coming to five towns, nice. Brooklyn and Teaneck areas. Um, and if there are, if there's a need to provide more, then you know we always provide more. It's pretty cool. I, I think you guys have it all covered. You know, I like, think there's not was... one aspect of this that you don't. It's actually even better than that. Avi, you want to talk a little bit about the training and the, and the partnerships we have with gyms throughout the greater oh, New York area? Oh, you're offering free training. Free training. So one of, yeah, one of the one of the biggest you know um, advantages of joining the OFC is that you actually get free training from professional um, trainers uh, starting from now, current time, until the actual OFC. So what we do is we, you know, we contract with trainers all over the tri-state area, and we provide you know, weekly training sessions um, leading up to the event. Um, so it's a it really a great way and a great motivator um, for people that want to challenge themselves and get into shape and, uh, you know, really, you know, um, push themselves a little bit um, with the guidance of a professional trainer leading up the event. So that's, it's, it's really, there's really no excuses. Um, the trainers know how to get everybody ready for the event, and, uh, and, and many of them come and participate and, and form their own team and run together with their clients. Um, and it's a really special, special day. Rabbi Weber, I know you have to leave in a couple of minutes. Could you first tell this audience how obvious it is from the site, uh, and I mean S-I-G-H-T, the site of the OXC up at Camp Cayley, that this is an inclusive event? Right when you get there, you see that there's, you know, there's, uh, last year we had over 70, you know, children and adults with disabilities from OL and Beit Ezra and Camp Cayley. Um, it is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal way for every type of high school student to get involved in something physical, whether they are athletic or not athletic, um, whether they've done anything like this before. It is a huge, huge um, confidence booster. Um, and I've seen, it, I've seen it happen so many, so many times already that kids come back and they're flying high and they, they're a changed person because they never thought they could do something like this. So, you know, what it does, you know, for the participants is really tremendous. And, uh, you know, nobody should shy away from it. It's really doable. I know it sounds intense, but it's really doable. And uh, you'd be surprised what you can do when you put yourself on the court. Rabbi Weber, we appreciate your time. I'm going to continue here with Alan Sector about this and a couple of other events that are going on. Good luck. Keep us, keep so us, Thank you. Keep us up. Oh, and Thanks. a very, Rabbi Weber, a very happy birthday to you. Make sure, Thank you. Thank make, you. I appreciate make, it. Make sure, appreciate make sure your students acknowledge the day at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure they will. Anything yeah. to get out of here, I'm sure they will. <laughs> They've got the whole plan set, huh? <laughs> exactly. You can depend on them. Rabbi Avi Weber, he coordinates the OLOXC. I thank him for joining us this morning. Well, Alan, Alan Sector's here. Uh, you brought in this morning a... Uh, an item of swag that I think is really uh, wonderful. What was even more wonderful was when I found out that this item, which is going to be proudly worn on the 9th of March at the Jerusalem Marathon by the OHEL team, I was even prouder to hear that you have already 45 participants. For, 45, 45 for year one, for the year we are one. talking about a very, very impressive statistic. Thank you. We, we've worked really hard to recruit a great team. Uh, both in Israel and in New York, and uh, and we're ready. We're training. Oh, yeah, the New York Half Marathon is what month? When is that? Oh, the, uh, I meant runners from New York going to right. Israel. But the New York Half Marathon is uh, Sunday, March the 18th. Oh, it's soon. We have 19 runners uh, in that race that, as well. Excuse me, nice. Uh, we have one guy who's doing uh, the Half Marathon in Jerusalem, then coming back and doing the half marathon here i'm not up for that yet that's yossi gross he's one of our residence managers uh he'll be with us in jerusalem and then running with ohel again in New phenomenal York. all right so that's the 9th of march and then the 19th of march call a vote to all those who are running for ohel in the jerusalem marathon and in the jerusalem half marathon and then the new york city 
half marathon coming up <clears throat> later on in March. Uh, information about all of this, I assume people could sponsor, right? They, they're... Yes. So our uh, our website for the Jerusalem Marathon is oheljerusalem.org. Uh, we've raised 28,000, uh, nice. 45 runners, uh, and we still have a few thousand dollars to go towards our goal. oheljerusalem.org. You can pick a, a runner and sponsor that person. If you don't recognize any of the names, you feel free to sponsor me. Good. You'll be there? Uh, I'll be there, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm training for a 10K. The nice thing about the Jerusalem Marathon is you can do a 5K, a Man. 10K, a half, or a full marathon. We have some runners doing, I think, each race, mm-hmm. uh, 30,000 runners. Uh, we're raising money for Camp Cayley uh, specifically. The team name is Team Ohel Camp Cayley. Uh, and we uh, I just want to give a shout-out to our chair people, Bruce Prince, a member of the Ohel board, and Alicia Yacobi, a good friend of Ohel from Eretz Yisrael will be with us, uh, with members of her family. Uh, we're spending uh, Shabbos in, uh, in Yerushalayim. We have a wonderful pasta party uh, the night before the race. Uh, and the, uh, the hat that I just gave you is a great example of the swag that's yeah. to come. It, it looks great, and I'm going to wear it proudly, that's for sure. Um, uh, Alan Sector's here, OHEL's Chief Development Officer. The funds for Camp Cayley are so vital because... Great question, and, and happy to elaborate on that. Uh, Camp Cayley is a nonprofit organization. Uh, we do our best to keep it affordable. Uh, we have higher than average costs on account of the inclusion programming that we run. We make camp available as an excellent summer camp for kids of all abilities. That includes both the typical kids and the kids with special needs. Uh, as a result of that commitment to excellence, we have uh, higher staffing costs. The, uh, the inclusion program comes with some additional costs as well. We give away a lot of scholarship money while keeping uh, a very uh, close eye on the bottom line, but we're committed to making the camp accessible. And when you put all of that together, that requires us to raise philanthropic dollars of several hundred thousand dollars a year in order to balance the budget. And so the money we're raising through this run in Jerusalem goes towards that, as well as any other funds that uh, that, that people want to give towards Camp Cayley throughout the year. All right, and you could do that, as Alan just said, either throughout the year through the different events and you know from your basic uh, uh, fundraising contributions, or you could do so by supporting the Jerusalem Marathon team or the OLOXC teams. It's Sunday, May 27th. You can run, climb, crawl, and jump through 36 obstacles up at Camp Cayley. They're anticipating 750 participants, which is amazing. I would have told you that three, four years ago. I don't know if you would have believed it. And uh, it's just a a wonderful day. As I said, uh, Yonina Siegel did it last year, never stopped raving about it, how great a day it was, how much fun, and how incredible a, uh, a feeling it is to support and to raise money for Camp Cayley in this form. So the Ohel Extreme Challenge Classic happens up there on May 27th. Check it out. Uh, go to the um, go to the website, ohelohc.org, ohelohc.org, and, um, and get ready to support the cause. We should mention uh, Ohel and Camp Cayley lost a very, very dear leader. I'm going to say it that way, a dear leader in uh, Maishween. And I say it that way, I, I had some encounters with him over the years, but certainly knew about his reputation from the world of camping, uh, a reputation that I admire tremendously. He was a leader who created leaders. And I could only imagine if he was responsible for the Camp Cayley property, which he was for years, I could only imagine how smooth an operation it has been until this point, and it will be a tough act to follow. So we remember him fondly as we talk about setting up the campus for the OLOXC. Moish was a giant. You know, I never, I never thought it was possible to have a legend in the world of Jewish camping until I met Moish Ween, uh, and he really was, as you said, a leader of leaders and a real friend, a mentor, a role model uh, to so many people. It's a big loss for the Jewish people. It's a big loss for the agency, and it's, uh, it's a big loss for camp. He was with Camp Cayley since its inception. 
uh, and so much of what has happened so beautifully over the years of Camp Cayley um, owes itself to, to Moish Ween and his leadership and his vision, really. Um, so, uh, you know, we are, we are in the process of transitioning his responsibilities right. to, to some of the very capable people that he mentored over the years. Um, and, uh, and we're moving forward. There was, a, there was a comfort having him up there. You know, I, I got a picture uh, just a couple weeks ago from Moish of, uh, of a new building that we're building. We're in the middle of a capital expansion project at Camp Cayley. We have a beautiful new building going up that will house a, a new base medrash dedicated by the Englander family. Uh, oh, right. As, we heard about that. As, right. as well as a new arts and crafts center right. and a new HC uh, facility as well. And uh, it's this beautiful image of a new construction going up in the middle of winter. David Mandel is actually up there right now as mm. we speak, checking on the construction. And you have this newness and this vision in the future with the snow in the background. And so I, as I think of Moish, I think of that image. I think that, you know, despite the loss, of the, uh, we have the vision of the, of the newness in the construction and the future to look forward to. And no, and no shock, um, I think we could say hours before he passed away, he was up at Camp Cayley. Not, you know, ju- not just days. I think you could say hours. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I don't have words. You know, I just... Uh, Despite the challenges that he faced in battling his illness with tremendous courage, you know, I just expected him to be the office again, you know, yeah. this past week, and uh, it was a very big loss. Everyone felt if anybody could beat it, it's him. So, yeah. Anyway, so our condolences to his family, and the loss is acknowledged certainly uh, up at Camp Cayley, and his memory should be a blessing. And as you said, those Main. he trained should be able to to move forward and continue the uh, amazing work that you're doing up there. Uh, oh, hell, OXC classic up at Camp Cayley, everybody. It's May 27th. Check it out online. Oh, hell, org. If you have a high, if you have a high school student in your home, or if you're a high school student yourself, it's org slash Shabbaton. org slash Shabbaton. Alan, anything else to add? I would just add that if you have any last minute needs for Shalach Monas, mm. Oh, hell is with you, uh, with, uh, either Mishloch Manot or Purim cards. Um, they're still available. The, our Shalach Monas are made by OHEL's Adults with Disabilities in nice. one of our Dayhab programs. Uh, individuals there learn independent life skills. It's part of their job and vocational training. Mishloch Monas are uh, 5 for 100 or 10 for 175, and the cards are $2 each. You can uh, go to ohelpurim.org or you can call 718-972-9338. I would actually recommend calling since Purim is right around the corner. Right. 718-972-9338. We have beautiful shalach when it's made by your individuals. and We'd be happy to help you out if you have any last-minute needs. All right, and we'll also, at some point, we'll talk about the new building, which is in uh, Brooklyn, New York. There's, there's a lot of excitement with this organization, a lot of excitement. As you said earlier, you have developed a way to really include the Jewish youth, which is a masterfully done job, I must Thank say. You. This event is unbelievable. Uh, you know, people come back talking about how much fun it was. The camp in general, people talk about how incredible that is it's, in July. Uh, Ohel is an organization on the move. The, the new building is on the cusp of being completed. Right. Uh, we're excited about that. The Jewish people were redeemed in Nissan. I'm hoping that <laughs> Nissan also provides us the opportunity to move into the Jaffa family campus. We're all very excited about it. Uh, as you say, the OXC has become a phenomenally su- su- successful event. Uh, interesting to note, 125 people did it all three years. Wow, yeah. that so says that, something. That, that really does say something, and we're looking forward <laughs> to having each and every one of them come back this year. Uh, Camp Cayley has been sold out for months, uh, and it's just staff you know, wants to get in there and work there. And... It's uh, it's it's an amazing OHEL and Camp Cayley, amazing organizations. are always thinking of new and creative ways to connect to people. The Shabbaton that we're doing this right. year is a great example of that. Taking Team OHEL to Jerusalem is another great example for that. Uh, we always want to find ways to broaden our reach and engage more people, young and old alike. 
uh, with the OHEL and Cam Cayley mission. I would add that if you're athletically inclined and can't go to Jerusalem this year, right. we are recruiting for next year, but we also have opportunities to participate in the New York City Five Borough Bike Tour mm. and the New York City uh, Full Marathon in November. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to us. What we month is the bike available. tour, do you know? The bike tour is May the 6th, and the New York City Marathon is November the 4th. Did they announce a Jerusalem date for next year already? They did, yes. I don't have it off the top of my head, but we are are recruiting uh, for some Friday in March. Uh, We're recruiting for 2019. Uh, All right. Um, Amazing work. OHEL, OXC, Jerusalem Marathon, as you mentioned. You could sponsor a runner. Uh, what site is that? The Jerusalem. Uh, Ohelljerusalem.org. Ohelljerusalem.org, and of course, uh, everyone is encouraged to take pay, take part in these programs, and at the minimum, to support those runners and participants who are helping Ohel raise money in these unique fashions, <laughs> to say the least, unique fashions. I thank Alan Sector, he's Chief Development Officer at Ohel. A kolakavod to you. Thank you very much for your friendship and afreilach and purim. Afreilach and purim. Let everyone know in the office how enthusiastic we are about the activities because I think you guys are doing an amazing job. You got it. More coming up. It is, in fact, a Monday morning broadcast at JM and the AM, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at nachomsegal.com on the nachomsegal network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
JM in the AM, Shlomo Katz, you heard of Frost, and of course, Hoshanas Yaakov getting closer and closer to Purim. Wednesday is Tanis Esther, Wednesday night is Purim. Don't forget, Thursday, all day long, after Mayor Weingarten concludes the JM in the AM program on Purim, all day long at the Nahum Single Network, you'll have amazing and incredible Purim music. Entertain your family and friends during the Purim Suda with our incredible network. Make sure you install the NSN app and enjoy. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, the breaking news rocking Israel is a bombshell in the investigation of Prime Minister Netanyahu. Will the Prime Minister survive all the latest accusations? Tune in for an update. A little-known modern-day story of heroism by a person named Mordechai and the weekly Israeli music mix with debut releases of Yishai Rebo, Idan Reichel, and Rami Kleinstein will all be included. Tune in after JM in the AM to the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten coming up 9 a.m. Eastern Time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, yes. 10 a.m., Yoni Pollock, Seth Gordon, maybe some others. And I assume they'll discuss the Yeshiva University Championship from yesterday. After further review, Yoni Pollock hosts 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And yes, I would expect that they're going to spend some time on the uh, big game from yesterday, I would hope. want to thank... Um, those who are commenting on our app. Um, mm, 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 mm. Oh, got some nice comments this morning. The the hmm, some of the comments I actually understand on our app, and others I don't. But I'll study them, <laughs> the ones that I don't, and see if I can. Uh, if I can uh, figure out exactly what the comments are referring to, I do try as hard as possible, as is our staff, to um, to um, include your input that comes through the comments on the app in our radio broadcast. 13 minutes after 8 o'clock, it is JM in the AM, Purim Week, as we continue. Uh, this is uh, Shalshelis Jr. with Al Hanisim, words that we'll say Wednesday night and Thursday at JM in the AM.
It's been a good life, but it's the end. Where is my son Simo that came to see me from California? Hello, Papa. Goodbye, Simo. <laughs> Simo, my son, it's the end. Don't say that, Papa. It's not the end. Even at the end, my own son is telling me what to say. <laughs> Simo, my boy, believe me, it's the end. All right, Papa, I believe you. It's the end. Simo, I liked it better when you were arguing with me. Papa, is there anything I can get for you? Yes. One thing before I go. I would like one piece of Mama's delicious apple strudel. It's my last wish. I'll get it for you, Papa. What else could a man want but the taste of Mama's apple strudel on his lips when he goes? I'm a lucky man. I'm back, Papa. Oh, good. The apple strudel. No, Papa. I didn't get it. Mama says you can't have any. What do you mean? Can't have any. She said the strudel is for after the funeral. <laughs> JM in the AM with our Adar comedy segments as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Purim, which begins this Wednesday night. Tanis Esther is Wednesday, Wednesday night, and Thursday is Purim. And um, that might actually pose a challenge for our next guest. He is the coach of the champion Yeshiva University Maccabees, who yesterday defeated Purchase in Purchase on the road to win the Skyline Conference Championship in men's basketball. They are, for the very first time, the Maccabees, going to the, the Division Three March Madness. Later today, their official invitation to March Madness will be issued. And this basketball program that we've been following for longer than I would ever care to admit. <laughs> My brother said to me yesterday, how he remembers me following Yeshiva basketball as a kid. Um, and a program that is, I don't know, close to 90 or 100 years old at this point. Finally can brag about being champions. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, thank you, Nachum. Mazel tov. Thank you. I, mean, it. I, I assume you've been accepting those wishes <laughs> ever since the game ended yesterday. And and one of the most amazing feelings I had, and I'm just a fan, I'm just a guy who loves talking about YU basketball, one of the most amazing feelings I had, it's everywhere I went yesterday, I, at a couple of events after the game, people who know nothing about basketball, people who have never stepped foot on Yeshiva University's campus, they are all congratulating everybody. They're all feeling as if this was a big victory for the entire community. I would assume in your position, you're getting a lot of that. Yeah, um, my phone's been really streaming text messages and obviously social media and emails uh, for, for the last uh, bunch of hours, which is uh, 
definitely a lot of fun and overwhelming, but it's uh, it's really cool to see the impact it's had. You know, kind of I would I would even say worldwide. I mean, every every you know internationally, we're hearing from people that were oh, watching yeah. the game yesterday online. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. Certainly worldwide. There are people who've been following YU basketball for a long time, and again, as I said, people who know nothing about YU but realize that there's a team of yeshiva guys who are who are representing the Jewish people on the basketball court. Must be a good feeling to shoot 63% uh, from the three-point range in the first half, huh? <laughs> that, that helps a little bit. <laughs> that does help, doesn't it? That ball was going in. And, it, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, one thing that really impresses me about your team is that they, they play till the end. It is, it, it is amazing. You know, if there's one message I would say to your players, it's amazing how they leave it all on the court. And I know that that's a, a, you know, a phrase and an expression and something that coaches say all the time, but it seems your guys know what it's like to play until there are zeros on the scoreboard. It's true. I mean, we, we've had a very trying season. We've had a lot of injuries. We had a, a point in the season for about three or four weeks where we, won't, we only had seven guys dressing for games. So, you know, these guys really learned how to kind of fight through anything, um, you know, play a lot of minutes and really finish out games and close out games, even in tough situations. So it's really a testament to them and, and kind of going through all that adversity and, and you know, learning how to make it a, a positive by the end of the season. What was the message at halftime? You did have a lead at halftime. What was the message? The message was really just to kind of, you know, try to adjust, you know, based on, you know, to basically to assume we weren't going to shoot 63% in the second half of three, <laughs> right. to try to try to make some adjustments and be able to get, a, you know, a little bit of uh, easier looks at the basket and, and obviously just continue to defend and rebound so that we could, you know, win the half. Yeah, unbelievable. Elliot Steinmetz with us, champion Yeshiva University coach. They go to the Division Three March Madness. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, toward the end, not even toward the end, the middle of the second half, um, it, it felt like an eternity getting to about the 10-minute mark, and there was a timeout with around 10 minutes left to go. And I was wondering if the, if the message you were giving the team in the huddle was something like, this is going to be the longest 10 minutes of your lives. So don't think that this game is coming to an end anytime soon. You're going to have to work like crazy in order to get to the final moments. Did it feel like that, that the final 10 minutes just kept crawling? It does. It's always like that. And then obviously it starts to speed up once they come back and, and you know, get closer, tie the game, take a lead, and then, you know, kind of fighting for, for you know, take, fighting for position the rest of the way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always like that. You know, we go into halftime, and, and, you know, I remember going to halftime at Farmingdale. We're up 17, and I turned to uh, Benji Ritholtz, uh, one of my assistants, and I was like, okay, now I'm really nervous. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing last night. You go into halftime, you know, yesterday, you go into halftime with a lead, and, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to hold on to it because you know the other team is really good. And one of the strangest comments made to me yesterday at the half, one of the fans said to me, I'd rather be up by five than be up by 20. And I think that you understand what that means. As, as much as you'd prefer to be up by 20, I think you know what he means by that. <laughs> I, I get it. I'd rather be up by 20. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Elliot Steinmetz, coach of the champion Yeshiva University Maccabees, is with us live via telephone. Yesterday, the big victory that everybody is talking about, to say the least. And I'll say to you, before we talk about the next few days, let me say to you again what I've said to you before on the air. It is, uh, it, it's a team that's really easy to love. These guys seem like an amazing bunch of guys. They represent the Jewish people in glorious fashion. Anybody who thinks that one can't make an impact uh, for the Jewish people on a basketball court is wrong as far as I'm concerned. I know, you, I know that you get that. And it, it just must be remarkable. As that, as that clock was counting down, you must have felt so great for them that they've done all they've done all year and they got to this point. 
Yeah, they're they're a great group, and and like you said, they're easy to love, and and lucky for us, they're pretty much all sophomores. So you know, right. we'll get the the bulk of them we'll have for the next couple of years back, which will be you know a lot of fun and. Uh, an enjoyable experience for the next few years, both on and off the court. They're really just great kids. Um, but yeah, why, the clock's winding down, and you know, I'm kind of saying to myself, I, I recruited these kids to, you know, hopefully be, have a chance to win in the next couple of years, and I, I just can't believe they were able to do it as sophomores. It's unbelievable. What an incredible accomplishment, and uh, they deserve all the credit in the world. Now, I, you know, I, I try not to meddle. But I did. I, in this case, I did. I, I got a message uh, to the guys who were doing Max Live. I don't. I don't know. And they're young, so I have no no time to if they uh, if they didn't if they didn't get it. But I said, if you guys are up, you know, with a significant lead in the last minute of the game, they've got to tell the world through their medium that every single coach and player and assistant coach and fan is on that court right now, <laughs> feeling feeling what that team is feeling. And you know how many former players were in that room yesterday? How many former players of YU were in purchase yesterday just quelling with the accomplishment? And as far as I'm concerned, I think they had a right to quell. I think I think the whole history of Yeshiva University basketball was there on that court yesterday. No, I agree completely. There, there, were, there were players that I've coached. There were players that Coach Halpert had for many years. That, that you know, many years ago, that were there. There, were, there were a lot of older players there. You know, from from past generations that were there to support us, which was awesome. Um, and they're all a part of it. There's no doubt. I mean, this this whole thing started you know a lot of years ago. This is uh, I'm just lucky enough to carry the baton forward and and you know be the one who's standing there now. But this this thing was built from the ground up many years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. Elliot Steinmetz with us, coaches. Why you? All right, before I ask you about the next few days last question about yesterday and I don't know if coaches give an honest answer to this but I hope you would at what point during this season because you know <laughs> I could review for you you know exactly what your record was during each week during this season uh, at what point during the season did you think this could be done did you say to yourself you know if things break right and we stay healthy we really could for the first time be champions so, so we really always felt that way from the, beginning, from the beginning of the year. The only issue we had were all these injuries, you know. So, you know, once we started losing players, it started to get very, very, uh, you know, very, very bleak, and it became very tough to kind of look forward on the season, um, you know. But as we started to get healthy, and obviously when uh, when Gabriel Eifer joined in January, he gave us a little bit of depth, and obviously a very talented player who who joined the mix. We started to kind of pick our heads up again and look forward and say, hey, you know, we're four and six in the conference. You know, we got to find a way to win, uh, you know, win twelve games and then get into the tournament, and that's exactly what we did. Unbelievable. All right, uh, I love you know how I love this. I love the fact that the nation is going to learn what Shabbos is all about because of you guys. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, you're assuming. I know you have no confirmation yet, obviously, because this is happening at twelve thirty today. But you are assuming that whenever the first round game was scheduled, it was likely for this coming Friday night. Am I right? I believe that's the case, yeah. My understanding is they play Friday Shabbos, uh, or Friday night and then Shabbos right. afternoon, some, something of that sort. Um, you know, obviously accommodations will be made. <laughs> it, it, my understanding, and we won't know till later today, is that we would probably play Friday around noon, mm. and then either Saturday night or Sunday if we were to advance. All right, and you wouldn't know where that is yet, correct? No. Right. We'll find that out on the selection show at 1230. Yeah. We're just wondering if there's a possibility of actually going and driving back to the New York area for Shabbos after the game. Uh, that was a discussion in my house last night. Uh, but then, on top of that, Nahum Siegel gets his dream. Not only does the nation learn about Shabbos, and the committee have to consider that Yeshiva University will refuse, obviously, uh, to play on Shabbos, but then you have this whole... Purim aspect. If you guys are playing Friday afternoon, I would assume Thursday is going to have to be balanced between Purim and basketball. Explain what the plan is for this week. 
Yeah, so we're, we're waiting to see exactly what happens today, but it, it's a possibility that Thursday will have to be a travel day for us, which will be uh, definitely interesting, and depending <laughs> on where we're going and what time we have to leave, um, you know, Rabbi Josh Joseph has offered to come and lay in Megillah. Nice! If we, need. Um, we may end up doing a perm suda as a team on the road somewhere. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, and then obviously depending on uh, what area we are and, you know, what kind of community in terms of Jewish communities are nearby, we may, we may look to borrow a gym just to get a practice in oh. at some point. I'm, I'm Elliot, this stuff gives me goosebumps and chills. I'm telling you, the fact that that Purim becomes a factor and that you're forced, as you just described, to have a Purim suited together as a team, it's just amazing. I think I think it's great timing, if you ask me. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and it's obviously made for uh, great you know great rally cries in the crowds at these games. So. <laughs> yeah, the Mishnah Lazadar is really helpful. That gets you guys going, that's for sure. It's what. Yeah. I, oh, and by the way, by the way, I can't let this conversation end without you acknowledging the hundreds of people that were there yesterday as the sixth man, as the expression goes, uh, supporting YU. It, it must have been amazing to be on the road in a championship game and in many ways feeling like it's a home game. It did. It felt like it was home. It was really just a special atmosphere. And then, you know, you know, guys, could, we, we, we went out to dinner afterwards as a team, and all the guys could talk about was how awesome it was to have support from the community and have all those people show up at the gym for that game. Well, unbelievable. By the way, last night I placed a call to Mr. Aaron Kindlerer, who is out of town for the weekend. Uh, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, he is among the greatest YU fans of, uh, of of the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years. You know how many games he's been to, etc. Uh, he, he was at all of mine when I was playing. Wow, unbelievable. So he was yelling at the ref for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. I actually think I could have heard him from wherever he was yesterday. So I said I, I had to call him with some mazel tov. There are a lot of people, a lot of people who have felt this connection for so many years who were just celebrating. I, I had, like I say, I had people in my own life who uh, – you know, realized how important this was to me and just felt great that all this was going on. And these, these kids did such a remarkable job. And every time you needed a big play, and we know how often anybody who follows the NBA or any type of basketball, how often their teams let them down when you, when you need a big shot or a big play. But yesterday, just like the rest of the season, every time you needed a big rebound, every time you needed a big layup, every time you needed a big three, it seemed you guys always responded. So it was just remarkable watching them. And uh, what, what can I say? Congratulations. Just uh, the whole thing is remarkable. And now, t- today, can't wait for today. Will the team be together when you find out all this info about the uh, March Madness? We will. We're, we're going to get together at about 12.15, uh, uh, have lunch, and then watch the selection show together. Boy, oh boy. And you have no idea where you'll be or who you'll play yet. But that must be a challenge for you. The moment you find out about the team, meaning the identity of the team who's your opponent, you've got to start watching film and preparing for them. Yeah, the way it works, I think you actually have to prepare for three teams at a time, especially with the Shabbos issue. Uh, we'll yeah. play Friday. We'll probably play again Saturday night. You know, depending on if, if we were to win on Friday, we'd have to turn around and be ready for two, you know, two potential teams Saturday night, depending on who wins the other game. Gosh, I'll tell you. So Friday night's Miros, followed by a schmooze about the opponent for Saturday night. I'm, I'm going to have to talk to Rob Schachter about that one. <laughs> Elliot, you're amazing. Thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you so much for for joining us all these times during the year and continued success. As we know, you are champions, but there's more work to be done, right? There always is. We're you know we're we're not satisfied. We're always looking forward for the next game. We want to keep playing. Amazing. Good luck this weekend and happy Purim and to the entire team. Enjoy this incredible Purim and Shabbos together. Uh, really remarkable what you've done, and the Jewish people are the beneficiaries of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Elliot Steinmetz, he is the coach of the champion Yeshiva University Maccabees. The Macs are number one in the Skyline Conference. 
They had never, they had never been involved in any type of championship round where they went to the final and won the final game. This is the first time in their history. And as you could uh, see, or as you could hear from the word on the street and those who are talking about YU basketball who know nothing about YU and know nothing about basketball, <laughs> you could see that this has made quite an impression on our community. And we are very, very proud. 23 minutes before 9 o'clock. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Gershon Veroba, Hani Yisrael, JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Wednesday, Tanis Esther. Thursday, Purim. All day long Thursday, you have an opportunity to uh, tune in to us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We have incredible Purim music all through the day. From the time that Mayor Weingarten ends JM in the AM until, uh, oh, God knows till when. 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. It'll just keep going and going. <laughs> the music, that is. It'll just keep going and going. Um, anyways, make sure to be tuned in all through Purim Day. Friday should be a normal. It's Shushan Purim Friday. Should be a normal day, but if I do end up going to the Yeshiva University March Madness, depending on where it is, then that, that could alter the uh, that could alter things. We'll see. See what happens. Anyway, Sandy Shmueli is next. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., that's uh, Sandy Shmueli. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, Mayor Weingarten with uh, breaking news rocking Israel, a bombshell in the Prime Minister investigation, a little-known modern-day story of heroism by a person named Mordechai in a weekly Israeli music mix. Wait a second. Wait a Where's Mayor Weingarten? Mayor, are you there? Yeah, hi. How you're, are you? You're telling me you're doing an entire hour on the network today and not mentioning Yeshiva University basketball? What's going on with oh, you? I was definitely going to mention it at the beginning. <laughs> I was going to congratulate you as one of the um, honorary players on the team. Yeah, that's all I was, was honorary. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Honorary player is very important. But my heart's been in it for like four and a half decades. What can I, I tell you? I know. That's why when, when you picked up the phone a few minutes ago, I said Mazalto. Right? Was that not my first uh I don't understand. You know, scandal with the prime minister is one thing, but you're going to ignore it Yeshiva University basketball. Yeah. Come on. I hear you. I mean, come on. I hear you because <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah. I mean I mean, you know, it is important that there that there's stories of Jewish heroism out there, but you know why you won yeah. the won the Skyline Conference Championship. And that is Jewish heroism <laughs> in itself. That itself is Jewish heroism. I mean the you know, heroism that the Maccabees fought against the whoever's I mean, non I mean, you know that uh, that they were singing Mishnah Nasadar in the arena yesterday. You know I that. Heard about that? Yeah, I mean, come on, Mayor. I did hear about. So that. now, do you want to alter your hour coming up between nine and ten? Yeah, sure. First <laughs> item, just correct the first item. The first item will be an analysis, a thorough analysis of the game strategy that brought the YU Maccabees to uh, to to. Uh, Victory. Well, your record-breaking ratings are not going to stay up there if you do that. I can tell you that much. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I... you know what? Right after my show. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell right me, tell me. Right after this your show, there yeah. is another show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's called uh, After Further Review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it covers just what you are looking for. And do you know that Yoni Pollock, who hosts that show, was in the arena yesterday? Oh, so he's going to have a first-hand report. That's right. Everybody, there you go. And you know he hey. knows his basketball. Of he knows. Course. Oh, he knows his stuff. Yeah, I'm so happy I came on to plug his show. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no. Um, no uh, that's the truth, is that if you're into this stuff, the, the Nachum Siegel Network provides you with a show to cover this as well. It covers all aspects of Jewish life. Yeah, this isn't even a hapochu. It's what we do every single day, everybody. Yeah, it's great. All right, Mayor, thanks. You're welcome anytime. Come again. So explain to Make me. Make yourself at home. Expl- Feel comfortable. Explain to me again. You're doing a full hour, no major mention of the Yeshiva University of Maccabees. No, no, uh, there will be mention. Oh, no major mention. Well, it would be hard for me to make a major mention because I wouldn't know what to say. Uh, anyway, having some fun with this—that's for sure. Prepare. What? Having some fun with this. Last night, I'm at a, I'm at a couple of different events after the oh, uh, after the game. And people who know nothing about basketball, people who know nothing about Yeshiva University are all congratulating me because everyone has heard that, that they've pulled off something unique, that they pulled off something magical and miraculous. I was at a simcha yesterday. Yeah. Simcha. Yeah. And um, some of the people were watching the game on their phone. <laughs> That's great, yeah. And somebody comes over to me and says, you know those people over there, they're watching, the, and this person knows me, so he knows I have no clue. <laughs> And he said, they're watching the YU Bits. I said, oh, it's a championship game. First time ever. He said, how do you know that? <laughs> Even you caught on, huh? Even I. Certain <laughs> things you got you to gotta know. You just got to know. All right. Uh, so on the next live edition of the Israel Show, which is coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, I mean, by the way, we're not even referring to the stuff that's already been out there. Yesterday, there was a major revelation in the whole yeah, Prime Minister scandal. One of the things we're going to talk about. Yeah. Really. 
I mean, it, it, in Israel they say, remember that news that happened like a year ago? And they're referring to a week ago. Right. Because the, the events just keep happening so quickly. He There's might, he so might, much. he might survive this, right? He might. Uh, more than just might. I, I think people are too quick. This is part of what we'll discuss. Uh, people are too quick to uh, to eulogize the Netanyahu uh, government. Hmm. Interesting. It, it, it remember, there's more than one person involved in this, right? right? In order to bring him down, yeah, he, uh, he, he hasn't been indicted. If he'll be indicted then there will be discussion. Until right. he's indicted, there's just the, the coalition partners made it very clear. It, it, we're not talking about that. That's not an issue. A little-known modern-day story of heroism by a person named Mordechai. Can you tell me Mordechai's last name or not? Rachamim. And hmm. you know what? I never heard of this story until this morning. Interesting. Happened to hear about it. And I hope I will get to that. I have so much to talk about. There's been amazing archaeological discoveries. Oh, cool. You probably read about um, in some of the uh, news outlets. In Yerushalayim, uh, there was an amazing discovery, and uh, it's coming to light now. We'll talk a little bit about that. Now, you know my theory about that. What is your theory? They always wait for a week of uh, Jewish holidays for the discovery. But it no, actually has nothing to do with this holiday. <laughs> I know, but they, but, they, but they still like to do it around the holiday well, time. Was, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they always like to do something about Hanukkah on Hanukkah. That is true. Uh, but this is pretty uh, fascinating. I say that... As the more the, uh, the our enemies try to claim that we had nothing to do with Yerushalayim ever in history. Right. You know, Abbas said in the UN uh, last week that uh, the the Arabs have been there for three thousand years. Right. You know, uh, he doesn't have a clue why the Jews think they had anything to do with the place. So the more that happens, the more witnesses literally stick their hand up from the ground. With a with a with a relic, or a bula, or something from biblical times that says, "Hi, I'm here. Hello, I'm right. a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness." And just time after time, discovery after discovery, names of you know writings with names of people that appear in the in the Tanakh and others. It's, it's an amazing thing, and it and it keeps keeps coming. You know how you're skeptical about whether they really kept this discovery to go public until Purim mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me put it this way: Matas has known about it for months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And Matis follows this stuff, and he has known about it for months. Absolutely. And the weekly Israeli music mix, you'll, you have to send these to me so I look like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the latest uh, music. Yishai Rebo, Idain Reichel, and who was on Rami JMN recently. Yeah. So, and Rami Kleinstein all will be featured in your brand new music mix. Yes, so. they all came out with new uh, new music. Tadaraba Meir and Chag And early for Thursday, Chag Purim Sameach. And thank you for doing the show Thursday. Gam Lecha, it will be my pleasure. It's a Purim tradition on JM and the AM. Much appreciated. There he is, Mayor Weingarten, the Israel Show, minutes away, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Hashem 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 imloach Yolam Moer Hashem Elech Hashem Elech Hashem Imloach
out an office boy and climbed up the corporate ladder. He made a buck, a bit of luck, everything fit in the pattern. The wife and kids, the house they lived, he was so proud he'd arranged it. He said his goal, he's in control, but he'd forgotten the main thing. Yes, he'd forgotten the main thing. They Strange, the world seemed changed. He suddenly couldn't control it. And now he knew he'd missed the clue. He had to think back and retrieve it. Search and find the peace of mind that comes to a heart that's been leaving. That comes to a heart that's been leaving. Pretty amazing, huh? Mordechai Shapiro wrapping things up on this Monday. Mayor Weingarten's next with the Israel Show. Yoni Pollock will have plenty of YU basketball, I'm sure. I shouldn't speak for him, really. But I would suspect because he was there in the arena yesterday, he'll uh, talk about the championship game and plenty more. Uh, coming up between uh, 10 and 11 after further review. 
great music all through the day. Make sure you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And don't forget, Thursday, Purim, all day long, amazing Purim selections. Make sure to be tuned in. Achenu Israel, Anachnu Echema, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in tomorrow. We're back starting at 6 a.m. Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.